Hello everyone! In case you haven't noticed, we live in some very confusing, challenging, and polarizing times. It isn't easy following Jesus in 2024. How do we stay grounded in our faith? How do we stay true to biblical convictions? And how do we become more like Christ, all the while speaking the truth in love to the lost and hurting around us? This is Real Christian Talk with Pastor Steve. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining me on this first episode of 2024 for Real Christian Talk. This will be the beginning of the third year that I have been privileged and honored to be able to provide for you pastoral and personal commentary on the various issues, struggles, and questions that uh, that we as evangelical believers in Jesus Christ are challenged with in the times in which we live. And and I always seek to do that, obviously, through a biblical lens, because I'm not interested in in uh, sharing my personal opinion on things. I'm, I'm really interested in being guided by God's Word and how to address these things that, that we're all going to have to face. And so it's been an honor and a privilege to do this podcast. You know, the vision that God had given my heart uh, when I started it way back in 2021 was to, you know, provide, uh, you know, feedback you know, for the different issues and questions that befall all of us. And um, that that mission, that vision hasn't changed. And so, uh, again, my hope and my prayer is that I'll be able to more consistently provide an episode at the beginning of every month. That was my goal for 2023. And unfortunately, uh, various obligations, responsibilities did affect my ability to really come through on that. But I'm hopeful that uh, this year will be different. And I always will come back to this podcast because I love it, because I love that it's an opportunity um, to hopefully provide something for you that you can be blessed and encouraged by and that can help maybe provide some guidance, some 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 answers on the different things that we're all having to deal with. And uh, hopefully you had a wonderful time spending Christmas and New Year's with, uh, with your loved ones. And of course, as we get into a new year, uh, there's... There's excitement for the possibilities, uh, for the opportunities that are before us, both individually and collectively as the church. But I also believe that there's challenges, there's tests, there's unknowns. And, um, you know, a new year is always interesting because there's a lot of things we just don't know of what the future holds. And we have to trust, obviously, in the Lord who holds the future. And while we don't know how this year is going to unfold, um, to anyone who's been paying attention to the trends of what's going on in society, culture, and politics, what is clear is that 2024 is going to be a very big, uh, pivotal year, that it's going to be a watershed year. There are always certain times and certain years um, that really have a effect on things. And we have gotten used to hearing the word unprecedented. Uh, unfortunately, we've heard that word a lot. Uh, this is the most unprecedented election year ever, and this is going to be the election that changes everything, or, you know, there's no time like this. Um, and uh, as myself, a personal lover of history, I would have to say this is going to be a pretty big year, and there's a lot at stake. But what I, uh, what I mean when I say that is not maybe what you are immediately going to think about when I say that. When I say what's at stake, I'm not actually talking about what the outcome will be for the political election, uh, for example, that's going to be happening in the United States that a lot of people are paying attention to because it's looking more and more like it could be a 
rematch between President Biden and former President Donald Trump. But um, I believe what's at stake for us as Christians is far more important than however this election year is going to play out. And so um, a passage I wanted to read for all of us is from Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 through 15. And that simply says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Uh, For most of you, for many of you, that may be a familiar passage of scripture. It's on a lot of picture frames uh, in Christian homes. Um, But it also carries a um, very poignant message that I believe is, is, is very relevant for us for us as Christians, and and that is that we are uh, we are in a time of choosing. We are in a major major time of choosing. Um, ultimately, we have to choose every day whether we're going to obey the Lord uh, or we're going to obey our flesh. We we have to choose our priorities. We have to choose a lot of things. And I believe that we as Christians have to choose um, what we want to be known for in 2024. We have to choose what message we want to be proclaiming to the world. We have to choose where our hope and our trust truly lies. And we have to choose how we want to conduct ourselves and what I personally am anticipating to be a very, very chaotic and, um, difficult year for our country. And I hope and pray that it is not going to be as, as chaotic and, and as um, you know, difficult as it seems it will be. Uh, my wife and I recently saw a film that made me kind of think about this episode for this. And uh, we saw it a few weeks before Christmas. And the film really is about a family uh, that wanted to get away and just you know have a break from everyday life and from the world. And so they rented a house to get away from it all. And then um, while they were staying at that house, all of a sudden another couple uh, came in the middle of the night to stay there. And it turns out it's the couple that it's the family that uh, owns the house that the other family had rented it from. And they showed up unexpectedly with some story as to why they came back early. But um, you, the as the audience, are clearly left with the impression that there's more to what's going on that they're not telling. And what really comes out of it is that um, the uh, the the other family that owns the house came back because they had a heads up that, that something was about to go down and suddenly a a series of bizarre happenings start occurring. Everything from Wi-Fi and the internet's down technology, uh, stops working. Animals are behaving strangely. Drones are dropping leaflets in Arabic. And so as these two families wrestle with each other and their distrust of each other, um, and I should say one family's white, one family's black. So there's also some racial tension that's 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 acknowledged in the film. Uh, it gets to a point where um, they go to a neighbor uh, that is nearby uh, because there's some kind of a crisis that's going on and they need that neighbor's help. And the neighbor is known for being a survivalist. Kind of reminds you of, you know, Y2K when people would stock up on water, stock up on canned goods, stock up on, on things because they were anticipating that the um, things were going to go down. And so this neighbor turns out to have been right on that. And one of the things, 
two lines that uh, stuck out to me from the film is uh, at one point, you know, uh, the family says, you know, normals, you know, hopefully things will get back to normal. And the other family said, no, normal's never coming back. We're never going back to normal. And it kind of having gone through COVID reminds you of the undertones there for all of us when we went through that, when our world was suddenly stopped, when everything was flipped upside down and we were all going to the grocery stores trying to get toilet paper and water. And, um, you know, having gone through that and how we were waiting to get back to normal, you can certainly connect with that that line. And then the other line comes at the end of the film is there's this giant confrontation between members of the two families and that neighbor who had stocked up and prepared for an apocalyptic, um, you know, world. And that neighbor said, uh, haven't you been paying attention as to what's going on out there? And I thought that was also very important um, to think about. And so the film ends with the central character in the movie kind of giving a, a narrative as to what he thinks is going on, as they're all trying to figure out what is going on. And he talks about how he thinks there's some forces at work that were purposefully causing disinformation uh, that, for example, leaflets were being dropped in Arabic, in Chinese, in Russian, so that the country was confused as to who was behind it. And gradually, neighbor starts turning on neighbor. And it and distrust that's already there, division that's already there, when certain dominoes fall, it leads to all-out civil war. And the film ends with you as the viewer really taken aback by things. And, and one of the things that, that struck with us is, you know, the movie was scary. The movie was bizarre, but it also had an, a, a tad of realism there because uh, if certain dominoes fall, you could see how that could happen with how polarized and divided our country is right now, for example. So this really, really laid a lot on my heart about the state of our country as well as the world and the church. And so I believe that as we enter um, difficult times ahead, I think it's important for us as Christians to take Joshua's parting message to heart and ask ourselves uh, how, what, what side we're going to choose with how things are going to go down here. And I believe America is not just at an inflection point. I think we're heading to a collision point. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but my my I'm praying hard that God's hand remains on how all of this is going to is going to play out. But I think we have to choose not whether we're going to be uh, on the left side or the right side, whether we're going to be for Biden or Trump, if that's how the matchup plays out for the election this year. Um, but are we on Christ's side? Are we in step with? Uh, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And are we going to choose to have our love and our loyalty and our devotion to him be wholehearted? You know, Joshua, if you're not familiar with the passage I read at the beginning of this episode, he's getting ready to die and he's passing on the baton to the next generation. And the Israelites had approached a point where they had to choose whether they were going to be loyal to, to the true and living God, or they were going to be or they were going to allow a mix of worshiping other gods. And Joshua encouraged them to renounce other gods and, and stay true to Yahweh. And I certainly, you know, you could take that. We could have a whole podcast just on the various other gods that could compete for our love and our loyalty to the Lord. And 
I I certainly would say anyone or anything uh, for us at, in 2024 that competes with our love and our loyalty to Jesus Christ could be considered a God, could be considered idolatry. But I believe that particularly right now with the times we are living in, we have to beware of political idolatry, political idolatry and making a God out of any political figure or any political outcome that we are hoping for, for how the dominoes fall this year. Um, I was actually thinking back to, um, you know, Ronald Reagan, when he once uh, gave a speech about how we've arrived at a rendezvous with destiny and we have to choose whether this is going to be, you know, this generation is going to be the the last best hope for men on earth or, uh, you know, are we going to have them sentenced to a a thousand years in darkness or are we going to do what's right here? And I believe that we're at a watershed moment for the country and for the church. And I believe how we respond to this moment is going to determine how, you know, what we'll be known for, uh, again, what our message will be, and what our focus will be. And I think all these factors need to be seriously, prayerfully considered as we move into this year. So the first thing I think that's important for us to remember, and I've gotten used to saying this, especially when we hit an election year, is uh, where our identity is. Because particularly, identity is everything now. Uh, identity politics, identity culturally, identity with uh, you know our, our cultural clashes. Um, we, we are big on identity in, in America in 2024, but as Christians, our identity needs to be in Christ. And one of the major, and political ideology is, uh, unfortunately, has become a major way in which people wrap their entire identity around. And so, you know, people that are liberal, people that are conservative, people that are Democrats, people that are Republicans, um, that seems to be the major basis for determining their their sense of identity. Or they try to intermingle their, their identity in Christ with their political identity. And certainly our political identity and how we how we vote and, and where we lean on things politically certainly should be informed by our identity as Christians. But I believe it's pivotal and it's important for us to remember that we are citizens of heaven first. We are citizens of a kingdom. We are part of a kingdom that is not of this earth. And it's a spiritual kingdom. And I think it's important and pivotal that we remember that our identity in Christ comes way before our identity as Americans or our identity ethnically or our identity when it comes to politics. Uh, who we are in Christ has to inform everything else, has to come first. And I think what people forget oftentimes is that we're so concerned with, and I'm not saying not to be concerned with our temporal uh, world, with with um, our temporary home, with you know, with uh, our country here is in in America. We certainly should be concerned, but let's remember that first and foremost, we are part of a heavenly country, and we are citizens of heaven, and we must remember that we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We have been sent out and commissioned by Jesus Christ to be His representatives here on this earth and for many of us here in this country the united states of america and it's important that we recognize that we're we don't just send missionaries off to some third world place 
If you are a true Christian, you are always on mission and you have been sent and we have been sent here to this country. We have been sent to wherever your home is, wherever you work, wherever your place of influence is, you have been sent. As one church I know uh, in my area has, they have a, a sign in their parking lot of their church. And when you leave the parking lot, it says you are now entering the mission field. And that is the truth. We are always sent out um, like missionaries on mission. And the New Testament goes to great lengths to explain to us as Christians that we are, we are basically foreigners in a foreign land. We are exiles in exile here in this world. And while because we have been blessed with many freedoms and comforts, uh, for those of us who live in the West and who live in the United States, it can become easy to forget that, again, first and foremost, we are missionaries on mission. We are foreigners in a foreign land. We are not at home here. Our home is in heaven with the Lord. And one day he will establish his kingdom and it will be a kingdom that we can all see and it will be a kingdom that he will rule and reign from throughout eternity. The other thing that I think is important for us to remember is and uh, that we have to choose is what our message is going to be throughout 2024. You know, as ambassadors for Christ, we are called to to share his message to according to the apostle Paul to to plead uh, for with others and 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 we have been entrusted with a message of reconciliation with the world that God was reconciling the world to himself in Jesus Christ and I think it's important that we remember that it's the gospel that we are called to preach and that we are called to share the most and uh, sadly um, I think that sometimes Christians are far more passionate in sharing their personal or political opinions than they are in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and certainly, I do believe that it's important for Christians to speak out and speak up about various issues that, that collide with our faith and to do so from a biblical standpoint. Absolutely. But we must remember that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not married to the political right or to the political left. The message of Jesus Christ is for all. The message of Jesus Christ is meant to be shared with liberal and conservative, with Democrat and with Republican, with everyone regardless of, of their lifestyle or their belief system. Our message is not meant to be partisan, but prophetic. And, and what has, I believe, happened in the, in the last several years, unfortunately, is that I believe that Christians have done a lot of damage to their credibility, to the outside world. And so our message, if we're even on message, is not being taken seriously. And I think it's absolutely pivotal and important that we remember that it's the gospel that Jesus called us to share. It's souls that Jesus called us to save. We, I fear, are more passionate about winning a culture war than we are in winning souls for Christ. And if you look at, at the Sermon on the Mount and you look at Jesus' model, absolutely we're called to change the world. But he does so one heart, one life at a time. And as he changes our hearts and he changes our lives, we can make a difference. We can share the light and the love of Jesus. And over time, with God's help, we can collectively make an impact on society and our, on our country and our culture. But I can assure you, the devil wants us to be off message. 
The devil wants us to be very distracted from remembering that we are ambassadors of Christ, called and entrusted and commissioned with the message of Jesus Christ, with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes and trusts and receives him will not perish, but have eternal life. The good news of Jesus and the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is where our hope lies as Christians, not in the outcome of an election. And it's important that we hold to the message of Jesus and not allow our message to be diluted or polluted by being combined with any other message that takes away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe it's important that we as Christians do apps that we absolutely participate in the political process. I've always been a believer in speaking up about specific issues, about defending the life of the unborn, defending religious freedom. I believe, obviously, that we as Christians have a responsibility and the privilege to participate in the democratic process here in this country, and I believe that we should. But we should not seek political power or influence at the expense of the authenticity of our message and of our loyalty and our love to Jesus Christ. Jesus said no one can serve two masters. And one of the things that the Old Testament Israelites unfortunately often engaged in was they would have unholy worship when they would try to to marry pagan gods with worshiping Yahweh. We are not to combine our love, our loyalty, and our worship of the true God with anyone or anything else. And we must remember that. We must also remember the lesson that the Israelites learned in the Old Testament when God wanted to be their king and they kept saying, no, 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 we want an earthly king. We want to be like all the other nations of the world. And so they were willing to, to, God was willing to give them over to what they wanted. But he told them, if you have an earthly king, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. You're going to be oppressed. Don't place your hope in this. They did and they found out the hard way that God was always right. And sadly, I fear that we as Christians, if we worship at the altar of political idolatry, we will sacrifice the authenticity of our message. We will confuse our identity in Christ. And without meaning to or realizing it, we could have other gods before him. Furthermore, it's important and pivotal that we remember this year that we should love our neighbor as ourselves, not demonize them or forget that we fight a spiritual war, not a political or cultural one. We are engaged in a spiritual conflict for the hearts and minds of this world, of this country, of this culture, of our neighbors, of our loved ones, of our family, of our friends. And we are called to share and show the love and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we give in to tribalistic notions and we constantly see see things in an us versus them mentality. If we add fuel to the fire of the vitriol and the hatred and the division that's already going on and I suspect will only escalate through the coming months, now it is important for us as believers in Christ to, as Paul said in Philippians 2, shine as stars in the heavens. We have that opportunity, but we have to choose to love our neighbor as ourselves And we have to remember the hard lesson that Jonah learned. Jonah was so filled with hatred for the enemies of God's people 
and for the, the things they had done and for the ways that they had been oppressed by them, that when God told him to share the message that he had given to them, the message of, of judgments coming unless you repent, Jonah actually refused to give the message for a while. And the reason he ran like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive was not because he didn't want to uh, public speak or because he was afraid of people rejecting his message. No, he was afraid of people receiving his message. He was afraid of people actually being blessed with the mercy of God and averting judgment. And sadly, if we give in to our tribalistic instincts at the expense of building bridges and seeking dialogue with those who we are called to reach, then we will commit the same sin that Jonah did. We should hold on to biblical convictions, but to do so with compassion while we speak the truth in love. And finally, as we head into what I again believe will be a very turbulent period, let us remember that as Christians we are not called to be driven by fear. No, we have been blessed with the glorious hope, the the hope of Jesus coming back, the hope of knowing that no matter how things are going to play out over the course of this next year, Jesus is on the throne of history, and Jesus will one day return. But until he does, the job, the task that he has given to you and to me is not to win elections, even though there's nothing wrong with participating in the in the electoral process, and I think we all should, because the right to do so was won by us from the, the blood and the, the sacrifice of patriots throughout our history. But our mandate from the King of Kings is not to win elections or even culture wars. Our mandate and our mission, first and foremost, must be to preach the gospel to all creation, to share the good news of Jesus. Yes, to speak the truth in love, Yes, to take a stand on important issues, but always to remember that our love and our loyalty must be to Jesus Christ and not to anyone else, and our message must not be confused with any aspects of the far left or the far right's message during this this year. Our message must be first and foremost centered on Jesus Christ coming into the world dying on that cross, rising from the dead, so that we, by, place, by placing our trust and our faith in him, could receive eternal life. I wanted to leave you with this quote from Rich Voldis. probably mispronounced his name, and he had posted this a while back, but he has posted it repeatedly over the last few years. And the reason he does is because it's still so relevant. He said, quote, The church is not to be found at the center of a left versus right political world. The church is to be a species of its own kind, confounding left, right, and so-called middle, and finding its identity from the center of God's life. So important that we remember the same. My hope and my prayer is that we will see this year as indeed a pivotal year, and it's going to be a year filled with tests and with challenges, but also with opportunities. Opportunities where we could stick out. Opportunities where we could we could be heard more opportunities where we could be authentic where we could share the truth in love and speak the truth in love opportunities to remember that we are ambassadors for jesus christ we are missionaries on mission and no matter what happens jesus is still on the throne
And that is where our hope lies, and not in anyone or anything else. And so I encourage you at the end of this podcast, as I do at the end of each episode, with the words of the Apostle Paul, inspired by God in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. May you stand firm in your faith and let everything that you do be done in love. God bless, and may the Lord bless your new year.